Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Whip, whip, coming your way. This is episode 23 of Nerd Talk, and today we are talking about Spider-Man. I've got my friends Chick and Scott here with me. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Super, super excited to have you guys here. Yeah. So the first thing that I want to get into is we just got a No Way Home trailer. Super, super excited about it. What did we, you guys think about it? Let's let's just start talking about this. What was your thoughts of uh, this this trailer drop it kind of got dropped and then they uh rescinded it real quick someone leaked it and then they were like no you are not ready for this and then they're like you know what it's already getting out there everybody's like bootlegging copies of what they'd already seen so we're just gonna go ahead and push it out there and like eight o'clock nine o'clock at night it, it dropped um so what was your guys's initial thoughts let's start with scott uh yeah I- i'm excited about this film um yeah, I think just kind of the direction, because I feel like anytime when there's a, anytime when there's a, a movie that ends kind of like with an exposure and kind of leaves you on that like big cliffhanger, like okay, what's going to happen next? You know, sometimes those films next kind of go in very weird directions or very crappy directions. So the fact that we're kind of seeing not only how Peter Parker's dealing with that, how everybody's connected with him is dealing with that. But then also looking at, okay, how Dr. Strange comes into play with that and just kind of, you know, the thing of like trying to reverse everything and kind of the fallout from that, I'm thinking, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty neat. I'm, I'm very interested in the story and how they're going to play pull this off. What about you, Chick? For, I don't know, like, a year, maybe longer, there's always it's been, like, all these rumors with, like, oh, hey, they're going to bring back, like, like literally bring back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, and, yeah, Willem Dafoe's going to be in it, and Jamie Foxx is going to be in it, blah, 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 um, and it's just been, like, a huge, uh, just, I don't know, freight train coming, <laughs> it's still not here yet. And we finally get a glimpse of it, and I think everyone uh, like has been freaking out. And now that it's here, we've all just been like, "Yes, finally!" And then, like, so when I was watching it for the first time, what was like last week? Um, I I really liked that first part, but like near the end, when there's the big crash and all the smoke comes, the tentacle, and Doc Ock's just like, "Hello, Peter." I was like. Oh my god. Anyways, um, but yeah, that's that's how I, that's how I feel about it. I grew up on the same Raimi uh, movies, so um, this is going to be awesome, and I can't wait. Absolutely, I think you know I was raised by a Spider-Man fan. Uh, my dad made sure that we were at every single uh, Spider-Man showing. So we were in Alliance when the first two came out. We went to Mount Union's movie theater uh, and saw both of them at the College Theater, and then when Spider-Man Three came out, we were. Uh, 
actually, you know what? I think the second one we may not have been there. Anyways, we we went and saw each one at the movie theaters. Um, but the time frames and things like that, like my dad always wanted to go see Spider Man. He was like, you know, the X Men are cool, sure. Daredevil was okay. Uh, Hulk was okay, and like he thought those were good movies, and he still stands by those opinions. But he will absolutely <laughs> stand by the opinion that Spider-Man is the greatest superhero of all time. He loves Spider-Man. And so for me, when I started to see some of these characters, I was like, I've been following along, kind of like, as you said, Chick, they've they've been dropping, hey, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield might be showing up. We've heard Jamie Foxx's Electro's coming back. You've got Doc Ock uh, with, uh, what's what's the actor's name? Uh, Albert, Albert Molina. Yes. Yeah, Albert Molina. Yeah. yeah, so him coming back. And then uh, there was talk that even uh, Willem Dafoe might be coming back for Green Goblin and like all these different characters. And I'm like, well, they killed off half the char- or almost all those characters. How do how do they plan to do this? And I was like, OK, I'm just going to let I'm going to in Feige, we trust is, is my my new phrase when it comes to the Marvel movies. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't even care how he does it, uh, because it just keeps blowing me away every time that I try and wrap my head around it. And then he goes a different direction, helps like he's got a, a roadmap. And he just does it really well. But I'm, a, I'm really, really excited about this. I think that there's a lot of potential with it. And I'm just, I'm super, super excited. I think my favorite moment in the whole thing was uh, I started to watch breakdowns. And I saw uh, that there's potentially more than six villains in this movie. Um, with with Lizard having shown up at, like, banging on the doors of who they think it's Lizard. Um, and then they said uh, there's the yellow lightning, which is going to be Electro, and then it crashes into sand, and so they might think it's Sandman. So, like, none of these guys were shown, but I think it would be really cool if we get, like, at least get them in the movie universe, um, so that way, like, future Spider-Man movies, we can get that. So, so what do you expect from this film uh, as we are, are kind of just speculating right now? What, what do you guys think will happen with this film? Because, I mean, there's already talk that well, we know Doctor Strange is going to be in it. Uh, my my boy Wong is going to be in there. Um, if you haven't seen Shang Chi, definitely go see that. We're going to be recording our episode tomorrow uh, for this. It'll drop in a few weeks. Um, but super super excited about it. Cannot wait to see kind of where they take some of these side characters. Um, but but Doctor Strange and Wong, and then Spider Man is is in there. Um, there's been rumors that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in there, and I've heard Charlie Cox is coming back to reprise Matt Murdock. Uh, Daredevil, and so just seeing some of that, what do you guys uh, want to see? What do you expect uh, from this film, or would like to see in this film? All right, <laughs> Jake's pointing at me, so I guess I'll go first. I think for me, I almost want to see redemption with some of the with some of the villains. You know, I think about, you know, I think about, like you mentioned, like possibly Sandman might be there. You know, I felt like his character, and even though I love uh, Thomas Hayden Church and I love him as an actor, I just felt like there's just too much stuff going on in that third one and it, in the third Spider-Man film with uh, Tobey Maguire that I felt like he didn't really have his moment to shine or didn't, wasn't written very well for uh, the screen, and then the same thing. Like I thought, uh, Jamie Foxx's Electro, you know, I, I liked kind of the character arc, but I just felt like it kind of fell flat too. So I want to know if there's something where we can kind of take some of these characters that you know are kind of like eh, or at least kind of been in like the movies that kind of killed that franchise a bit, 
and just kind of say, okay, let's let's give them their time to shine. Let's give them a little bit of redemption in some way so that people could say, oh, you know, Sandman was great, or oh, man, you know, Electro was great. You know, Jamie Foxx did, did a great job instead of like, well, he was there, cool, but, you know, movie's kind of a bust, you know, kind of like that sort of thing. So, um, I'm looking for, well, there's like all the usual stuff that people are looking for for this, um, but some of the stuff I'm looking forward to and I kind of want to see happen um, is one of the things I love about the Arrowverse, sorry we're talking about Spider-Man, I'm about to talk about Arrowverse and I'm sorry, is uh, all their crossover episodes, you did such a good job of intermingling all their characters from the different shows, right? Um, and I want to I want to see this awesome moment like how in the uh, Crisis of Infinite Earths crossover when they had um, Ezra Miller do that like super surprise appearance, right? And got, you know, Grant Gustin and Ezra Miller flash just being like shaking hands and they're like, whoa, cool, <laughs> right? And I want to see, and I don't know if that's going to happen because all we have from the trailer so far is uh, the, a, a pumpkin grenade and um, Doc Ock coming back and maybe some lightning and stuff for for Electro. Um, but if they can, if it's actually going to happen with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, I want like just them to really go bonkers on this all the crossover stuff. And then what I really want to happen is them to do an actual, you know, on camera reenactment of that Spider Man meme where they're pointing at you. Yes. I want that to happen so bad. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, all joking aside, I want them to go crazy with the crossovers. Uh, that's what I'm here for, man. So, yeah. So, hear me out. This is this is my own personal opinion. I think that we've all missed the single most important crossover with Into the Spider-Verse. You ready for this one? Nicolas Cage showing up as Spider-Man Noir. I think that would be the greatest twist turn of events if we just saw like this black and white Spider-Man. So he's got no, the fedora no hat. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> uh, you know, you have to you have to animate that. You have you have to you have to go in and, and animate all that stuff. I just want to see like Spider-Man Noir. I'm a big Spider-Man Noir fan though. Um, I I loved that. I'm I'm really excited. Um. Because, you know, uh, I, as I've talked, I'm a big Lego fan. Um, and, and plug in real quick. And in a couple weeks, uh, we're going to have our episode with uh, Boone and Mark. I'm super, super excited for you guys to hear that. It was a lot of fun recording. Yes. Um, and that is for our 25th episode. But I started looking at, like, what's coming out with Spider-Man. And they did this really big, like, Lego set uh, with a Daily Bugle. And I thought that was the coolest thing. But they've got, like, a, a Spider-Pig and, like, all these different Spider-Man uh, characters and all that. And I was like, oh, I just want a Spider-Man noir. Just give me Spider-Man Noir. That's all I want. <laughs> so, but no, I just, I, I think that it would be really cool to see, like, maybe some of those kind of characters. Um, and, and, you know, if they do Spider-Pig, it would make sense because you've already got Throg and Alligator Loki in the universe. So, like, you could easily point that right into the full universe, which I think would be really cool. So, we're going to look back at uh, all these different Spider-Man films. Which villain are you most excited to see return? Um, or who do you hope to see maybe that wasn't teased, uh, maybe wasn't in a f uh, movie from the past, maybe it's just a, a character that's never seen the big screen? Is there a certain villain? Because, I mean, we're kind of heading towards a Sinister Six kind of feel. 
So is there a specific character that you feel like would be just amazing to see on the big screen um, again or for maybe the first time in this film? Um, so not Sinister Six villain, but he was already in Far From Home. And I'm just looking forward to seeing more of him in in this in No Way in uh, No Way Home. But I'm just ready for some more J.K. Simmons, man. Uh, as yeah, as Jay Jonas, yeah, um, uh, yeah. J.K. is one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, I mean, you name it, Jay Jonas. Um, uh, Whiplash. I'm a drummer, so Whiplash is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, J.K. Simmons is awesome in that. Um, he's the yellow peanut M&M. M&M. Didn't know if you knew that yeah, or not. He's yellow M&M. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the yellow uh, M&M. Farmers insurance. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> are farmers. He's Commissioner Gordon and Justice League. And then, and then also, I mean, even, what's even more legendary is his, his uh, voice acting career is just uh, underratedly good. You know, Tenzin and Legend of Korra. Uh, he's uh, he's Wade Eiling in the Bruce Tim Justice League shows, like in JLU. Um, he is um, he's Omni Man. Like, dude, he's awesome. Um, so um, I, I freaked out like a little girl when he in that post credit scene and after No Way uh, Far Away Far uh, Far From Home. Um, I was like, No way, he's he's Jay Jonas again. Let's go. Anyway, um, so that's what I'm looking forward to. I love that you geeked out so hard. You were like so far away from home. <laughs> like he was just like mashing all of them. He's like far away from homecoming. No way, far away from homecoming, kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, I'm down for anything, J.K. Simmons. So that's yeah, that's what I'm looking looking forward to is more J.K. Simmons, J. Jonas stuff. Yeah. Well, I think kind of the one thing that you know, I think about the end of the Amazing Spider-Man where they kind of tease the Sinister Six, and it feels like we've never really gotten that. And I think, you know, is it, it, you know, are we going to see that in this film? And I mean, I'm at the point where I don't know. I think if there's one person I would be interested in seeing, I'm I'm almost kind of curious to see, I'm almost kind of curious to see Michael Keaton again as Albert Toombs or Vulture. I want to see him again and just see how that all plays out. Because if there's a rumor that Matthew Murdoch is somehow you know, going to be involved. And we did see that, you know, Kingpin was involved in, uh, what was it, Homecoming? You got to see him? No, Kingpin wasn't Kingpin so wasn't in there. It's confirmed that he's, that the guy the guy who played Kingpin in the Netflix show is going to be in. Yeah, so, so, so Vincent DeFario is supposed to show up, um, but his first, but his first oh. MCU appearance is actually going to be in, uh, from what I heard, it's going to be in Hawkeye, which is coming out this fall. Okay. Well, well, who knows? Maybe. Well, yeah, but that comes out in the fall. What Spider-Man comes out in uh, winter? December. Christmas. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, there might be that kind of connection, and that would be great, and see how that's going to play out, and especially now him knowing. Well, even though he knew, like you know that you know Peter Parker is Spider-Man, just kind of now that it's all exposed, how's that going to play out more? Yeah. I. I honestly was hoping you were going to be like, I really want to see Paul Giamatti's Rhino. I really wish they would have done something there. <laughs> like, <laughs> <for> no, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think 
that that rhino suit would do really well in our MCU as it's like very realistic, like not a lot of mutant powers, things like that. Like they're just starting to get people superpowers like in a real confined like idea. Um, and so I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool to see that, but I also just want to see like a a rhino skinned like exoskeleton and the dude just whoever they bring in. I think that'd be cool. Um I just I don't think Mysterio's dead, so I really want to see him in this film. Um I still stand mm. with the fact that I don't think that it was a, a fatal shot um and that he faked his death and cuz how how else would he have got the the footage up? If you go and say Ralphie from a Christmas story, well, yeah, he pulled the the chip at the end, but I don't think I don't I just don't think that was fully staged. I I think there was more to it. I think Jake Gyllenhaal will be back. Um, mm. and, and the reason I, I'm saying all this is I've been... Lo- so, I always say look at the Lego sets. Lego sets typically give some type of nod. Now, the new Spider-Man sets are saying oh, based, yeah. based on Homecoming, based on Far From Home, based on No Way Home. Uh, so, like, the Far From Home set, it's just got Mysterio with a new look. Uh, you get a Nick Fury and his black coat and all that, and then Spider-Man in the red and black, and you get a drone. But uh, on the first set with Homecoming, you get Vulture and Spider-Man in the black and gold suit that he's going to be in with No Way Home. And so I truly believe that they're basing it to try and throw us off and say, oh, no, like we're, we're loosely basing off of those and giving different suits and things like that. I truly believe that there we're going to see all of that. Um, and I think that Jake Gyllenhaal will, will show up in some, some way, shape, or form. Because I'm like, I just, I really, I personally want to see Craven the Hunter and Mysterio in a film together. I would love to see, like, him throw, like, like distort oh, the whole room into, like, a jungle theme. And, like, Spider-Man have to run around and, like, Craven hunt him in a digital setting. I think that would just be the coolest thing. Like, totally, like, mess with our minds, blow us to, to smithereens with it like i think that would just be awesome so that's that's who i would like to see in the film is, is okay, Jordan, I, got, I got i got i got i got a few things we yeah absolutely uh, so on yeah on on um for your lego thing so i saw a video like um maybe last week or a couple weeks ago on tiktok yes i use tiktok i'm 31 i use tiktok no shame anyway uh, on TikTok, I saw this video, and um, they're using so this guy. Same theory with their Legos, with but with action figures. So he says, same exact thing you said about the Lego sets is you can you can tell what's what the you can see clues for what the movie's going to be like for their their action figure releases. And he took the three releases um, that they did for this movie so far for the Spider-Man action figure. And the artwork on the packaging, um, he paired the art the packaging for this to the cinematography styles, like the lighting and filter styles of the three movies. And he said one was very similar, like um, it was all like evening and orange yellowish, um, like New York City skyline, just like the Sam Raimi movie. Like if you if you can think of that 
really famous scene at the end of the first Spider-Man movie where he's swinging in New York City and then he then he goes to the top of the Empire State Building and does like that pose on the American flagpole. Yeah. He looks at an, another packaging for another um, No Way Home action figure release where it was all like dark and with other like bright yellow or bright blue colored stuff. A lot like how the with Electro in Amazing Spider-Man movie were when he was doing a lot of his fight scenes with Electro. Um, and the other one was like normal with some of the kind of the same um, cinematography filter looks as like a uh, like a the um, the Doctor Strange movie was right, which is what this current movie for No Way Home is going to be like. So he yeah. did the same exact thing with like you just said with the Lego sets with this. And that was this was before this trailer came out. So he was like trying to analyze what the movie's going to be like because of these how these pack the packaging and artwork for these action figures looked like were so similar to the other Spider-Man movies. The other thing I have for you is, since you mentioned Kraven, um, when, when, if, whenever you mention Kraven and Spider-Man, I can only think of the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man show that was, that was on Disney. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jordan, what are you laughing? Yeah. No, I'm, uh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I can only think of, like, if you ever watch Ultimate Spider-Man with, with uh, Drake Bell, um, the one episode, Episode where they're with Craven and he's hunting them and and Spider Man is uh, like linked up with Wolverine and and Wolverine's just like you know normal Wolverine saying bub all the time and being grumpy. Anyways, I think that'd be cool. I don't know. They currently don't have a Wolverine, but I think it would be cool if they if they had a Craven you know plot with Wolverine in it. So yeah, Scott, stop being weird. Anyways, he had his Scott had his face all zoomed up on the camera. So that's what I got. Sorry. <laughs> so looking back at at past Spider Mans, who was the best Peter and who was the best Spider Man, and maybe there's a best of both. What does that look like to you guys? If you had to like say who was who, who would you who would we uh, all say is the best Spider Man? Let's start there. Who's the best Spider Man, Scott? Oh, I'm probably going to be controversial with this one. But did you guys ever watch the oh, 1970s version of Spider-Man? No, <laughs> like the Japanese one? Okay. I would say, you know, I really like Andrew, I, I really liked Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. And the reason why I liked his Spider-Man was because I felt like the wine delivery that he would always do and some of kind of like that teenage angst sarcasm just really... He nailed it. Like, he really, like, when I read the comics, Spider-Man comics, or even, like, when I used to watch the Spider-Man cartoon show in the 90s, like, I remember mm, yes. some of those little, like, kind of those little, like, sarcastic, like, jabs that he would do when he'd fight. Like, it was almost, wow, he's nailing those. He's, he's nailing them perfectly. Like, it's like, man, that's really yeah. good. Um, so, for me, I would have to go Andrew Garfield. That would probably be... And I, and I guess the thing, like, when everything ended after the second film, I was like, man, I really want to see him as Spider-Man, like, one more time. That's I, the thing I, I don't, I don't like, I dislike the most about Tom Holland's Spider-Man. He doesn't, he doesn't do that as much. Um, or at all. I don't think he's even like that a little bit. And that's one of my favorite things about Spider-Man is he's just so aloof and, like, just so quick and witty. And Here's... Like one of my, it's like... One of my favorite things about superheroes. Like, if I thought I was ever going to be a superhero, 
I would be the same exact way. I'd just be like, you know, throwing insults and sarcasm that I, you know, like the bad guys. I think the reason though is we have a younger Peter who hasn't developed that yet. Like where you have like by the time you got to Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man 2 with with Andrew Garfield, I mean, he goes the whole at you and like sneezes and and hits the guy right in the uh in the groin area. Well, maybe that was the first one. Um, but then like the second one, like he's like yelling, "Hey, I'm wa- or I'm swinging here" and things like that. Like he's like making fun and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because he was a like a a junior or senior in the first one, and then he was a college kid in the second one. And I think that as the writing continues, um, because I think the first trilogy is supposed to be just his high school years. And I believe that by the time that all of this is done and over with, um, by the time that we get through No Way Home and, and his contract goes up, uh, and I'm putting big quotations around that, uh, when they renegotiate, I think they're going to do a college trilogy. Because I, I heard that there was a plan that at Disney they wanted to do the high school trilogy, a college trilogy, and then a young adult trilogy. And it would just like continue oh. um, his, his story. So that way, like, you could continue to push out new villains. You could do team-ups. I mean, you could eventually, uh, in the college years, you could set up, like, the old, was it 70s, 80s, uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends where you had uh, Bobby Iceman and then uh, Firestar. I mean, you could could start to bring them in. Um, You could do some Fantastic Four teaming up and things like that. And I I think that Spider-Man is just such a cool character. Do what? Oh yeah, you could you could dump this MJ and then like have a, a thing with Black Cat for a little bit and then maybe have him get back with with MJ. Um, you could eventually because in the college years is when he uh, technically I believe met Gwen Stacy. You could have that in the college years, and so maybe this MJ is not Mary Jane, and so he finds a Mary Jane Watson. Um, but I don't know that they'll go that route because of them using MJ. Um, but I don't know. I th- I think that there's a lot of lot of potential with that. Um, so, but and a lot of it depends on how Sony and Di- and Disney's relationship is with the property. Yes, you we have to look at all of that, and and who knows? Like right now, uh, on the table, it's looking like Disney is potentially going to buy tr- or try to buy the uh, Sony's movie division. Which honestly, I'm just like, go buy Sony while you're at it. That way, you can take the PlayStation and like you can have exclusive Marvel and Disney video games. Because um, I think that would be really cool, too. Uh, speaking of video games, uh, we're going to come back to the who is the best Peter, but what did you guys think of the Spider-Man games? Scott and I, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but let's talk about all Spider-Man games that have ever happened. Chick, you were really excited to talk about this. Um, so what are, you, what, are your, some of, uh, what are some of the things that you were really excited about with Spider-Man video games? Okay, so... Um when Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 came out, they released... Um, now, video games based on movies and TV shows are, like, so polarizing. They're just, like, so hit and miss, right? They're either, like, just complete crap or, like, amazing. The Spider-Man... Can I get it? Amazing? Spider-Man? All right, anyways. <laughs> I know your podcast. Spectacular. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so the, the, the video games that came out uh, for Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 were some of the best video games I have ever played in my entire life. And I remember spending, I was like, um, 
13, 14 when those when those um, movies uh, movies and video games came out. But I remember being in junior high, middle school, pl- spending hours and hours and hours on the weekends playing, especially Spider-Man 2. Um, but Spider-Man 3 was exactly like it. Uh, playing these games because they were just, you know, New York City, open world, uh, swing around, um, you look on your map and see where there's, like, bad guys doing stuff and go take care of it. And it was just amazing just being able to swing around as Spider-Man in New York City and it was pretty much like if you were Spider-Man. And also, the legend, the GOAT, Bruce Campbell, narrated those games. And um, I know everyone's like, you know, uh, Evil Dead with Bruce Campbell and stuff like that. But that's my introduction to Bruce Campbell was those video games. And mm. it was just amazing. I have so you know many um, like great memories just playing that game and just getting sucked right into it. So... That's awesome. Also, shout out to, yeah, sh- shout out to that one of uh, the early like PlayStation One Spider-Man games from the '90s. Those are awesome, also. Um, but yeah. All right, so we got our plug in for for some of the video games. So let's let's get to brass tacks. Who is the best Peter Parker? Uh, I think the best Peter Parker is uh, is Toby. Um, hmm. because I mean, Peter. To me, Peter Parker is supposed to be like spastic and dirty and socially awkward, and that is that was that was Sam Raimi, uh, Tobey Maguire, Spider like Peter Parker to a T. Um, and especially, <laughs> especially in Spider-Man Three, where he all of a sudden he gets all the swag with having the symbiote in him, and um. Uh, becomes emo Peter Parker. That was awesome too. Um, but that's that's my best Peter Parker. I want to. That, that was my that was my best Peter Parker. I want to state you are one of the few people on the face of this planet that says that was awesome when talking about emos like dancing in the street Spider Man with his hair all greasy and you were one of the few people who said that was my Spider Man right there. That was it. Oh my goodness! Well, it was so corny that I loved it. I had no choice. You know? Even even to jump, even to kind of jump on Chick's thing about Tobey Maguire. Um, I mean, the way he pulled that off, and and just ca- the casting choice, and the amount of money they made from there. Like even after Spider-Man Three was well, you know, whatever your opinion of that was. I mean, they instantly right, went right into the Amazing Spider-Man, like. Like because they did so much with that property, made so much money with that property that they could have easily jumped into a new Spider-Man thing with Andrew Garfield, and then even do the Tom Holland thing and kind of move quickly into that because they could because of the the, the pavement, the foundation that Tobey Maguire built with the character, and especially kind of making you know superhero films not kind of campy and awful, you know. Well, at that point, you didn't have a whole lot of great superhero films by the time that that the third Spider-Man came out. Uh, I mean, the X-Men kind of will will stand as as their own thing. They they helped build a universe um, because it it continued to build. um, And when they did their soft reboots and things like that, uh, because that one started in 2000 and then Spider-Man hit 2002, you had the Blade series. There was a Ghost Rider movie. Uh, 
Fantastic Four, but there really wasn't like anything that just stood out other than Spider-Man. And I think that, like you there said, was Batman. Re- there was Batman, not Batman. There was Superman Returns, and Dark Knight was in that area too. But Superman Returns sucked well, so much. On well, even Batman. even if you go to even if you go to Batman, like the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman, like that was probably. Okay. I mean, that's good, yeah. and and then you get to Joel Schumacher, and you're just like, what the heck happened to Batman? <laughs> Why do they have nipples on their outfits? <laughs> if, if, you take, if you take the nipples away from, from, from those suits, the uh, Robin suit for that Robin is so good because it's Nightwing. It's not Robin, it's Nightwing. If you take the nip- nipples away, it is the only Nightwing um, suit we have that's in like the big screen. I know we have Nightwing in the Titan show now, but in movies... All we have for Nightwing is that Robin suit, and you take the nipples away, it's legendary. At least in my opinion. I just think that that... <laughs> I, I think that, that yeah, you guys are right. There, there was some good stuff there, but I think that Spider-Man just it really laid the foundation for Marvel. Um, and for them to... I mean, for us to have the movies that we have today, uh, it, it definitely started that process. So... We yeah. so we all agree that that Tobey Maguire was the best Peter. I would I would yeah, go to say yeah. this much though. I think a lot of it comes down to the writing yeah. and the acting. I think it's yeah. it's a both way. It's not just like oh the actor is uh, the whole thing. No, I I think that a lot of it comes both ways, and I think that the acting of Tom Holland though, I like his acting as as Peter a lot better. And his Spider-Man writing, I think, has, is, is more Andrew Garfield Spider-Man-esque. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like he's he's not, like, one specific way or the other. He kind of hits that middle ground. He's kind of, like, good in both areas. Like, I, I feel like as as a, a 26-year-old looking at uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, I'm like, dude, you look like if I shaved my face, like, I could go and be in high school and playing Peter Parker. Like, it didn't feel real. I was like, I remember being in high school. I don't I mean, remember. That's what movies are though, Jordan. Like no one. But really Tom Holland. Wh- but Tom Holland doesn't look like he's. The right age. But Tom Holland doesn't look like he's thirty, because I mean he's he's twenty five, yeah. or he just turned twenty five or something like that, and it's like he's just trying to figure all this stuff out. And I was like, he's right at this perfect age that he still looks really young. He can play the part, and it doesn't feel like he's too old for it. Um. So that well, that's and just even and, and even. And even to hit that, Jordan, like even if we're, you know, even if everything comes true that they're going to do like a college years and a young adult years with this series, I mean, with him being at a good age, I mean, he can kind of just, and if he can get his contract signed and do all that and kind of do the next couple trilogies that they want to do, I mean, he's just going to grow right into that character. He's exactly. not going to like age out or anything. I, and that that's, that's where I was going with it. I was like, I think that when, because I mean... You you look at uh, at Tobey Maguire Spider Man, he did like a week in high school, and then they graduated him, and he went into college. His second movie, he was still finishing up college, and then by the third one, he was a young adult, already graduated from college, and like they they kind of did like a trilogy within the trilogy, <laughs> like like one movie had a little bit of every single bit in there, which I think was cool, um, but I still think like for uh. Like for this new series, if they end up doing a trilogy of trilogies, I think it'd be really cool if his first professor he goes to college and he meets Doctor Connors, 
and like maybe that's how how we meet Dr. Connors and get the lizard involved or maybe we get the lizard but like we don't realize it's Dr. Connors and like he acclimates into the into this new earth and I think that'd be really cool just to see um but like you said he's he's just going to he's going to age into this role not age out of it um if they can write it correctly and I think mm-hmm. that Spider-Man is such a integral property for Marvel that I just don't I don't see them trying to get rid of him kind of like how they did with Iron Man um, instead of trying to up Robert Downey Jr.'s contract or uh, up Chris Evans' contract and, and continue to keep them around for forever. They've kind of started to age out. They've started to, to hit their points that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done with the role, um, things like that. Um, and I, I think that with with Spider-Man, they want to keep him as long as they can. Um, and it's now a uh, a drunk phone dial uh, gets the gets everybody together and <laughs> And that's how we save the Marvel Universe with Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Tom Holland. If you ever want to show yeah. up on Nerd Talk, we'd love to have you. Um, so how do you guys think that this uh, or the other franchises have done with their interpretations of Spider-Man? Do you think that they could have done better? Was there a villain you wish you would have seen in one of those? Because um, each of them kind of are a little bit different uh, with with how they've brought their villains. Is there a villain maybe you would have rather seen in a different one. So like maybe Venom against uh, the Tom Holland Spider-Man or maybe Electro versus uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man or like, is there any specific villain that you wish you would have seen against a certain Spider-Man uh, in their time? I know he's getting his own movie. Um, What's the oh gosh? What's the uh, what's the vampire guy? Morbius. Um, Blade. Huh? No, Morbus or Morbius. No, Morbius. Yeah, Morbius. Morbius. That'd be cool. Um, or but yeah, Morbius is in the same universe as Tom Hardy's. Um, yeah. Venom, right? Right. That, that, is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to see more. I want to see those those universes collide because. Um, I'll, I'll, Morbius would be cool to see. Um, what's the water dude's name? Gosh, because he was a big deal in the '90s cartoon. Hydro what's Man. The water dude's name. Is that what his name is? Hydro Man. Hydro Man. Yeah, I, that would be cool. Cause like, I remember one of the most iconic scenes in the in the cartoon from the '90s was when that guy dies because he gets like evaporated, and, and it's kind of like for like seven or eight year old me to see that. It traumatized me because I'm like, <laughs> he died because <laughs> he gets getting evaporated, um, and he was such an emotionally charged character in that in that show. Um, so I'd like to see that, and then also, and specifically, I want to see, uh, I'd like to see uh, Woody Harrelson's Carnage in in something other than you know in Venom, like against against a Spider-Man. I I don't know. I'm okay not seeing Carnage, like, against Spidey. Like, I'm just at this point that, like, Woody Harrelson is going to, like, I I might walk out of there scarred and have nightmares. (laughs) Like, I'm just, I'm excited about it, but I just, I feel like if you put him, don't put him against Peter, because I feel like if you're going to do it, you need to put him against, like, Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider, or, uh, like so, okay. like maybe like one like if they did a clone saga, which I think would be a really cool way to to throw into the MCU. Like, hey, there's the clone saga. Yeah. Oh, wait, 
Is that how Tom Holland is in both universes? Is because they did the Clone Saga and it happened to be like a, a crossover event between the two universes? I'm like, that would be cool. But yeah, um, I think, I mean, it's ob- from that answer, it's obvious all my answers are are motivated by the 90s cartoon. Because um, those were all three of my answers was because of the 90s cartoon. But yeah, because um, Carnage was awesome in that 90s cartoon, like... He was really great, so I'm surprised that's, you didn't that's, say that's the, just where I get all my stuff from. I'm surprised you didn't say Smythe and the sli- and the Spider Slayers. Oh, now that you said it, how cool! How cool would that be little, if you got like not, not even a whole not a whole movie, but just maybe like like if if he's like in college. If like, you like I'm sprinkle it in like over like, like his college just, like, trilogy, if start if they just start the movie with him fighting against Smythe's spider met thingies. That'd be that'd be cool with me. That'd be super cool with me. I just feel like great. the college year should definitely point to his uh, the '90s cartoons and just like kind of appease us a little bit. Just kind of like sprinkle in some Smythe and like Hammerhead and like Kingpin, kind of right. be the his trilogy villain and kind of do something like that. I think right. that'd be kind of cool. So what about you, Scott? Hey, what about you, Scott? Uh, that's a hard question for me to answer because I feel like. When you look at the writing, and you look at all the villains and stuff, you, you, you they kind of play their part within that within that universe. So the thing to say, like, well, let's take you know Electro and like Jamie Foxx's Electro and put him up against uh, you know Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. Part of me goes, well, what's the story there? Like, like, like I don't see anything where that connects to where that would be good. Um, <laughs> I guess that's the dog barking that Skick warned about. <laughs> but, I, I but I don't know. Like that's—I think that's kind of the hard part for me to kind of piece, piece together. Like I think, if anything, I would love to see um, Michael Keaton's Vulture be in with fight Andrew Garfield. I think his character would have fit in the Amazing Spider-Man like verse in some ways. Yeah, I I agree there. Um. I started thinking about this <clears throat> because I remember reading that Sam Raimi wanted <clears> – <throat> sorry about that uh, – he wanted for the Spider-Man 4 for uh, Vulture to be the villain. And I'm like, okay, like are you going to do like the full green feather suit? Are you going to do kind of how we now have very uh, mechanical and like more realistic kind of stuff? Like how, where, where are you going to go with it? I don't – like you said, you don't see the story. Um I think it'd be kind of cool to have seen, like, uh, how Shocker showed up in uh, Homecoming. I think, like, like smaller villains would have been cool for Tobey Maguire to face. If, like, you just see, like, his mm-hmm. his montage, like, at the beginning of uh, Spider-Man 2, like, maybe he's, he's beating up on Shocker or something like that. There's a drug deal or something like that. And maybe he has to take out the Prowler. Or, like, like, just maybe some low-level villains. Um that we see maybe as, oh, hey, those are Spider-Man villains. Like, it would be cool to see some of them. Um, but that's my thought is, you know, if, if you could kind of see. I just want to know, like, was there something that you saw that maybe I didn't? So, so uh, which Spider-Man film had the best Stan Lee cameo? You've got uh, Homecoming, both uh, Amazing Spider-Mans, and then the three Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. So, out of six movies, which was your favorite of the cameos? And we'll start with Scott. 
Oh my gosh. Um, I think for me, it has to be the very first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. That has to be my favorite because it's one of those things where you didn't expect it. And when you saw it, it was like, oh, and I think that kind of set the precedent of him yeah. making a cameo in every, every one because it was like so small, but yet it was so memorable. And Which I think, one was that? Oh, I believe it was... And see, this is what I'm going to mess up because I know it was either... Was it in, during the wrestling match or was that Bruce Campbell? I think that was Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell. was a butt wrestling match. Bruce Campbell was a wrestling match, the but I thought the announcer for the wrestling match. Yeah, I thought I thought like Stan Lee had something to do with that too. I thought he was like a someone in the crowd. Like I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that film, so I'm trying to remember. But I, I but I do remember just him being in it and like watching it in the theaters and seeing Stan Lee in it and just being like, "Whoa, wait, that's Stan Lee!" Like, "Oh, what's that?" Like, like that's kind of more of why I, that's more memorable because like oh like hey there's the creator just hanging out there like i don't think stanley was in the 1970s yeah, yeah. version of spider-man so i looked it up real quick spider-man's uh stanley appearance in spider-man the 2002 one uh when spider-man was battling the green goblin uh he pulled a little girl away from falling debris nice uh in his like, that seems like stanley yeah and then uh, he repeats his Spider-Man stunt with another innocent or innocent person during Spider-Man's first battle with Doc Ock in Spider-Man Two, and then he's the man in Times Square who talks with Peter in Spider-Man Three. Hmm. And then where's the Amazing Spider-Man? I gotta find it on this list. My 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 answer is the first Amazing Spider-Man. That's my favorite Stanley cameo. Oh, in the library. That's the one where he's he's in the library and he's fighting with Lizard and he's just got his headphones on. He's like, and you know, Spider-Man and Lizard just wrecking this whole library right at the back. It's great. I don't know. I think Spider-Man Two. Or Amazing Spider-Man 2 had a good one, too, where he's at the graduation. They're like, Peter Parker. And he's like, I think I know that guy. And, like, he, like, straight <laughs> up just. <laughs> and I'm like, for for all of us who, who know the story, I think it's really cool to know that, like, Stan poured his heart and his soul into this character. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna mm -hmm. steal this moment for a second. Uh, I got to meet Stan back in 2016. It's one of the highlights of, of my nerd career, um, as, as I like to, to call it. Uh, but I got to listen to him talk about how he created Spider-Man and how he created uh, Mary Jane Watson. And one of the things that he talked about was when he created Spider-Man, he had this itch to create Spider-Man. And he's like, I, just, I, I have to create him. And his editor said, there's no way. It, one, it's a bug. So no one's going to go after uh, a, a superhero that's named after a bug like that. Um, like Ant-Man was one thing, but, but for you to go this way, it, like with a bug and then, um, with it being a teenager, uh, no one was gonna, no, you don't relate to superheroes. Like you have Iron Man who is a billionaire. You've got Batman who is another billionaire. You've got, uh, Captain America who was a war, uh, hero. You've got all like people that you don't typically relate to and, and not going through the same stuff you do. And he just talked about it and he said, and my guy just said no and so we were killing off this book and I, it's called amazing fantasy and 
uh, an amazing fantasy number 15, I got to throw away a character. And when the sales came in two months later, it was the highest record book in our entire publishing that year. And he said the publicist came in or the editor or publicist, whatever it was, came in and he was like, I knew I had a good feeling about Spider-Man. We're going to continue and we're going to give him his own series and like completely like flipped the script. And when he talked about uh, Mary Jane Watson, he said her first appearance is uh, she came in and uh, says, you hit the jackpot, Tiger. And he said, I actually was told that by my wife the first time I met her. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, he sees himself with Spider-Man. He, he relates. He, he built this character around him. And then his love care or his love interest in that comic, which is Mary Jane, MJ, is after his own wife. It is such an iconic piece. And just to know that, like, he got to talk with, with Tobey Maguire uh, in Spider-Man 3. And just that was part of his thing. And then he goes into Amazing Spider-Man 2. And there's that moment where he's like, I think I know that guy. Like, it was just, it was cool. I think that was one of the coolest things. And I wish they would have filmed more, uh, like, cameo stuff to, to just start putting in well after he's gone. Because I, I miss seeing him uh, in some of the new stuff. I uh, I watched Shang-Chi last night, and I'm like, there's no Stan Lee. And it's, it's, it was my favorite thing to, to look at. Um, and, and we dearly, dearly yeah. miss getting to see uh, see him. So rest in peace, Stan Lee. Um, so my last question for you guys tonight is where do you want the Spidey franchise to head after No Way Home? We don't know what's happening, but what would you like to see uh, following the events of whatever's going to happen? Like, is there a certain storyline maybe in the comics you want to see? Is there... Do you want to see him hop over into the Sony verse? Do you want to like what? What would you guys like to see moving forward? Do you want to see him in Doctor Strange no, uh, Multiverse of Madness? Like, wh- where would you guys like to see uh, his story go? What uh, what's that um, from the '90s cartoon? Which I'm sorry, a lot of my answers are going back to that. But you know what? I love nostalgia, and um, that '90s cartoon is awesome. Anyways, what are, what's that that one like? Old lady who had like these like Madam Web interdimensional cosmic powers. Madam Web, hmm? Madam Web, Madam Web. Yeah, I want to see at least one movie based off of that storyline and see some like I like I love how Batman vs Superman they they had a little cameo for Man Bat. Um, I want to see the Man Spider Man thing, whatever it's called officially. I want some Madam Web, some of that. Like oh, where he's got like all six arms that. and things like that. Like he's yeah, yeah, I want, that'd, that'd yeah, be cool. I want, I want to see some of that come into come into play because it gets weird like that. And Scott doesn't know this part about me, but like me and Jordan talk about nerd stuff all the time, and Jordan knows I love when it gets as weird as possible. Um, so I think that'd be cool. What about you, Scott? Where would you like to see all this moving forward? Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, I think realistically, the one thing I would like to see, I I really loved in The Amazing Spider-Man when Gwen Stacy died. Like, yeah. I yeah. felt like that was great, and I just felt like there was so much to explore there, and he never got to explore it. And I feel like that would be something that, you know, if we see the Spider-Man move on and you know, we do see Gwen Stacy, you know, kind of see more of that. And I don't know if Tom Holland, you know, Tom Holland's a great actor, so if it's still him, 
and just be able to have that emotional range, it would be good to kind of see like, okay, what happens when you actually lose somebody like, like a death, whether it's, I mean, cause I mean, that's the thing, like with Tom Holland's character, we don't really, I mean, I felt like the whole like uncle Ben arch was never there. You know what I mean? It yeah, was I don't think they do anything with Uncle Ben in the Tom Holland ones. No, and th- so they've done so one that, thing, think... and it was hit. Uh, you have to look at his suitcase when he goes out to to Europe. It actually is Ben's suitcase. That's all they've done yeah. so far, though. So the only so the only thing that he's technically lost would have been Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, there's a connection there, so at least there's something you know you could build something. But how do you do when you lost someone that you are? in a more intimate relationship because you kind of have more of like a father son thing with Tony and with, you know, with Tony and Peter, but like how, how do we, when you lose a relationship, like uh, severely from like a death or a death of villain, you couldn't save someone. Like, how do you go from there and how do you recover from that? And I think that would be something that would be very interesting to kind of see. Cause I felt like that has never been played out very good on the uh, silver screen. I agree with that. The only problem I think we're going to face is if they brought Gwen Stacy in for the college years and like he maybe dated Gwen Stacy for the first movie and they killed her off in the second and then like all that. I don't think that they would actually kill her off because I think they would try and use it for a spider Gwen um, or ghost spider. I think that they would try and start going that route. I just I don't think that we're going to see that again. I think that it was a one off. I think Mark Webb did very well in, in, in orchestrating that. Because I'll be honest, seeing her fall, when I, I went and saw it in the theaters, and I saw her fall, and I was like, they're actually going to do it. They really are going to kill her. And, and then, like, you, the way that it hit, it was like, time out. Did, the, did she actually hit the concrete, or was it the, was it the web? And I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, they just they handled it very well. And, and I like that about comic book movies, is when you have a, mo- a moment with the movie – that you don't know did it happen did it not i don't know like and it it jumps off of the page and it just shows you like civil war did really well they they tried their absolute hardest to to bring some of those moments um because that that's my favorite series of all time is the the story event civil war um very heavy uh spider-man influence very heavy iron man and captain america influences as well um they're the three main characters in there and it just you know those are those are great, and you see those moments show up throughout the MCU. But I think that that one, th- there's just like this. It felt like forever and in this eternity of watching her fall, and then it happened. And I'm like, I can't believe they actually did this. They actually killed her. Like, good for you guys. Like, I'm proud of this. Like, you guys made you you made me hurt. Like this was this. Oh yeah. It, mm-hmm. Like watching that, I was like, I didn't think they actually were gonna do this. And they did it, and it just, it was done so well. And I'm like, I just, I don't think that they're good. I don't know that the MCU would take that chance. I just, I, I think they've played uh, a lot of things close to the chest. I think they've kept things secretive, but I don't think they would ever try to kill off a character in that way. Um, big part of, yeah, a big part of their profits is, is kids, so. Yeah, and I just. Find a balance for that, yeah. And so, I just, I don't know. I think the one thing I would love to see and I, I hope it happens, is if, uh, uh, is it Jared Leto is playing Morbius? Is that who who's playing Morbius? Yeah. If, yeah, if they can yeah, bring yeah. Jared Leto's Morbius into the MCU, I want to see a Blade-Spidey uh, team up. 
I think that would be a really cool one. I also think we that. To play Blade, though. Like, I can't see Mar- Marshala Ali play. is already cast nice. as Blade. Yeah. So, oh, Marshala Ali. Is that? Um, he was in uh, the Green Book, and uh, he was uh, Copperhead in Luke Cage. Yeah, so he very very talented actor. I'm really really excited mm-hmm. about that. Um, I also am super excited because I have heard that there is talk that Team Red is going to happen, um, which Team Red is the the loving name that us fans have given Deadpool, Daredevil, and Spider Man when they all team up together. And there there's talk that there's yeah. they're going to try and get a, a Team Red movie together. And I'm like, I would love Team Red if we could just get like the snarkiness. Or even if it's like I don't, we don't necessarily need Daredevil in there, but just to have Spider-Man and uh, Deadpool together, I just I really want to see. And, and Ryan Reynolds together. Yes, I think that would be like do a buddy cop film with it and go because I think they can just they can now pick kind of like oh hey Black Widow and, and Captain America are going to be more your spy thriller, and then you've got Iron Man, which is going to be just straight action movie, and then like maybe. Uh, Guardians becomes a rom com '80s movie. Like you can go through a lot of different things, and I feel like you could totally do a buddy cop with yeah. with Deadpool and Spider Man. So, all right, guys. Well, that was my last thoughts for tonight. So, thank you so so much for for joining me. This has been a blast going through this, um, talking about Spider Man and some of our favorite moments. So, for all of our listeners out there, make sure you like and subscribe to all of our stuff on Facebook. Uh, make sure you're you're catching us on. Uh, give a five star rating. Yeah, give us five star ratings. Five yeah, five stars. Put 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 put. Uh, make sure though that you are paying attention for our upcoming events. Mark and Boone will be joining us on September 18th, uh, and so we will catch you guys Let's here next go. time on Nerd Talk.